Hi guys and welcome back to this week's episode of the In The Hub podcast, brought to you by Playbox Technology UK. Today I'm speaking to Rafid Al-Nadaf, Broadcast and IT Sales Manager at AGT. Raf knows the ins and outs of technology in the broadcasting industry, having worked his way up from engineering support to international marketing and sales manager positions across the globe. Hope you enjoy. So welcome to the In The Hub podcast today, Rafid. How are you doing today? How are you feeling? Very good, thanks. Very good. Nice and sunny. Another sunny day in Dubai. Yes, I've got to say, I'm, I've never been more jealous of a podcast guest before. <laughs> it's, it's Raf's over in Dubai and we're in the UK and it's the weather's just fluctuating like crazy at the moment. Um, I, I think winter really is on the horizon, essentially. Um, so yeah, Raf, again, thanks so much for joining us today and, and taking some time out of your, your busy schedule. Um, You're welcome. Just before we do get started and, and, and talking about AGT and, and uh, a bit more about your career, how did you actually kind of get started in the broadcasting industry? Where did that all begin for you? Well, it's, it's, it was just a luck. Um, I luck, actually. I mean, I graduated from Swansea University, and uh, it was the first job I was looking for. And it turned out to be with a company called Abacus Video Systems in Reading. Yes. Yeah. And uh, and they were looking for uh, a service engineer. And uh, it was uh, something I was interested in doing, you know, meeting up with customers and uh, walk around and, uh, you know, and uh, so it was part of, uh, at the time, it was electronics and analog video and digital video just coming on the horizon. So it was uh, it was something for me to start with. So it was just my luck and, uh, and uh, I've never looked back since then and it was being broadcast all the way. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it was interesting there. You, obviously, you, you joined when there was quite a big technology change on the horizon, like you were talking about. Um, and I, I'm just curious, that those kind of initial positions that you held, uh, things like service engineer and, and, and broadcast technical support, how did they kind of prepare you for your career in broadcasting? Oh, it, it, it is massive. Uh, really, it has. Because a, a lot of sales nowadays, uh, it requires some technical background and you... You need to understand not just your products, but you need to understand how the other products works, and uh, you know, especially the competition side. So you know, you, you have your, you know, you understand your weak points, customers, the, the competition weak points, and you know, and obviously you you push your your strength uh, when you sit in front of the customers, and a lot of the customers they do require a, the tech to understand the technical side of your products how does it work how does it work how does it differ from the other products so it, it, it was a lot a lot of help yeah because it's it, in this industry in particular it seems as though there's so much value placed on knowing that these these kind of technical things from the ground up and, and being in the position where you're helping customers with technical issues uh you know sorting out systems and, and systems architecture and things like that and that really can help you, can't it? When you, when you go further into the the industry and and you elevate in positions and and career and things like that, um, and I think that's obviously really paid off for you, Raf. Um, so for anyone who doesn't know, obviously you're with AGT now. Um, what services do you guys provide? What kind of things do you get up to on a a day to day basis at AGT? Uh, well, we are mainly an IT uh, distributor and reseller for IT equipment, uh, so like uh, anything from from the basic computer to all the way to the top to the mega mega servers and uh, and uh, 
IT equipment. So, so we we added what we call the broadcast section to it, which is uh, trying to deal with the broadcast industry and their requirements for IT infrastructure. Um, you know, especially with now everybody looking for offline and online, uh, so off the shelf storage uh, rather than dedicated storage. That's one thing, and uh, the requirement for a powerful service or specified service to, to do the uh, uh, the software which has been added to it on top or provided by another uh, company or manufacturer. So th that that is where we come in and that's and we, we try to fit in customized IT infrastructure based on the customer's requirement. Yeah. It's such a ma massive thing nowadays, isn't it? Obviously, um, like you were saying, from for AGT, serving those customers who it could just be a, a bespoke PC workstation setup, all the way up to broadcasters and and, and mission critical things where they need these uh, massive, massive servers and, and and server racks and things like that. Yes, something that's absolutely fantastic. Um, what? What kind of a uh, service area do you guys provide? What kind of locations do you do you uh, provide your services to? Uh, well, we support uh, uh, everywhere in the Middle East. Uh, to be honest with you, we we are based in Dubai, but we are accessible to all the countries within the Middle East uh, region. So uh, we we've done works with uh, you know, um, obviously within within the UAE, uh, Qatar, uh, Iraq, and uh, Egypt, North Africa. So. We we have been successful with that, so yeah, so so we provide the Middle East mainly Middle East. Yeah, oh, perfect. That's a really good coverage there. Um, so, Rafa, a bit more about you now. I just was curious, you know, how have you kind of witnessed broadcast technology change in the kind of twenty years that you've been in our industry? So, what are some of those kind of main changes that have happened uh, in the technology side of our industry? Uh, absolutely massive, uh, massive. I mean. If, if I put it very, very short, where it used to be very expensive, uh, uh, dedicated hardware now moved to very much a software-based uh, uh, equipment based on PCs. So massive, massive uh, changes within the last 20 years. And where it, before it cost you millions to build a DP stations now really, you can put a TV stream from your bedroom. You know, yeah. you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So it it, it is. You only have to buy a camera and you stream it up, and you've got a TV station. Essentially, yeah. It's it's anyone can pretty much be a broadcaster nowadays, can't they? Which is is uh, such absolutely. a stark change from how it used to be. Absolutely, and and now especially with video streaming and uh, the, not a requirement for you know a satellite uplinks and stuff like that. It's it's make it even even easier for. Uh, for the broadcasters, you know what I'm saying, and much, much cheaper. Yeah, and if I could kind of pry into you guys um, and the kind of projects that you guys are getting up to, are you finding that it's it's more companies who are uh, sticking to streaming only and IP only, um, or are there still, you know, a lot of broadcasters coming out needing this kind of more traditional way of doing things like SDI and, and, and for satellite and things like that? Um, it, it, it really is moving into, a lot has moved into streaming, now, uh, I mean, we, we, we can see a lot of those big, big companies now depend, like Netflix and stuff like that, you know, moving into streaming uh, video. And 
now even even books at home now you do not need to have a satellite link or or it's based based you have a broadband and uh, and you get all your tv channels on it so we yeah, more and more definitely moving into the into the streaming uh, and of, for video or ip etc yeah no you, that's echoed throughout the industry like you were saying isn't it that there's this 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 kind of big move um over to ip uh, and that kind of links into the next question raf which is uh you know do, do you think there's still a strong case for for this kind of server-based broadcasting model and, and on-premises hardware um, in comparison to, to obviously hosting a channel up in the cloud and, and doing things that way? Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, as there is uh, definitely more than one reason to it. Um, as one of it is security. Uh, a lot of people, they like to have their video secure in their on-premises. They cannot, they cannot afford to have it in the cloud for security reasons. Um, or they don't believe in that security for one reason or another. The the other thing is there's the cost for the uh, some infrastructure here. I'm talking about the Middle East here. The IT infrastructure is could be costly for them to 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 have it on the cloud. The other and some countries they still do not have the infrastructure to and f- fast enough to destroy it on the on the cloud and use the cloud. But everybody is moving that way. So I'll say in a few years' time, I think the cloud is going to win. Yeah, oh, 100%. I think in, the, in this kind of marathon of, of broadcasting technology, I think it will yeah, eventually be cloud that, that kind of crosses a the line there. Um, it's just interesting. Yeah, I wanted to ask your perspective on it because oftentimes you see these, these reports coming out of the US and, and, and places like the UK and Europe that are very much obviously painting this picture of, of everyone's moving to cloud, you know, very little people are actually still got these servers chugging away on their premises um, that house things like play out and, and the actual broadcast workflow. But it's, you know, when, when you drill down to, to countries that maybe don't have the infrastructure there, like you were saying, um, and, and they need things like security, that it's interesting you see just how many people are still valuing that kind of on-premises, uh, you know, kind of lifestyle essentially um, absolutely absolutely and as i said the contents it depends what type of contest as well they have you know some contests yeah. they cannot afford to have it on the cloud some contests yes they can do it oh yeah uh, so it, it it really depends yeah because uh, there's something people often forget about as well it's the storage costs isn't it and, and the kind of ingest costs uh of having all of that up in the cloud um which i think is really interesting uh, so yeah that was a, a brilliant answer Raf. um and then, Raf, is quite a hard question. We we usually save it to the, the uh, end of the podcast. Um, and it's just, if you could sum it up in one word, in one word only, what do you envision for the future of the broadcasting industry? Uh, uh, just exactly what we just talked about. Uh, it's going to be IT cloud. Uh, I think this is, this is there's a case, big case for it now. And uh, I think that's where the technology is moving. And uh, I think... A lot of the end users, I start to appreciate now uh, where the technology is taking them to. Uh, so, yeah. and they have to use that technology. It's there's no escape from it. Hundred percent. Yeah, I think especially during COVID as well, we saw obviously teams valuing this kind of remote workflow, and and obviously having their teams be able to be not all in the master control room, but be able to obviously plug away in the software wherever they may be. 
um, especially during lockdowns and things like that, where it was impossible to have everyone in the same room uh, working together. Yeah, absolutely. And the, the word probably I would like to use in this case, it it gives a lot more flexibility. Yes, really uh, for the end users. Yeah, I think that's a fantastic word. Um, and probably the first time we've had flexibility actually is, is the word. Um, a lot of people do obviously say the cloud and, and streaming and things like that. Um, so it will be interesting to go back through these podcasts and listen to obviously what the general consensus is from, from people in the broadcasting industry. So, you know, thanks for, for obviously adding to that. Um, and then Raf, obviously, thank you so much for joining me today and, and, and talking us through some of those questions. Uh, are there any exciting projects coming up for IGT that you can talk to us about today, or is it all under wraps? Uh, unfortunately, everything you know, you know, you know, it's the industry is like every, very, very, very yeah. competitive, and uh, it's <laughs> it's competition is strong, so everything is under wraps. And unfortunately, I don't know why I asked that question anymore, Raf. To be honest, it's, um, <laughs> in this industry, it's almost a pointless question. But you know, sometimes we we do get some uh, some word on projects, but it's. You know, good to hear that you guys are obviously uh, got some projects lined up, some big projects. Uh, that's really good to hear. Um, Absolutely. And then, Ref, how can people get in touch with AGT and, and you personally if they want to inquire about anything that you've spoken about today? Uh, well, I mean, we have a website, we, which is uh, agt.me. They, they can get in touch with us through through there or they can get in touch with me directly. Uh, um, I'm the sort of like the ma- managing the broadcast side of the business. So, um, yeah, by, by all means, uh, I mean, by I can give you my telephone number, my my email, and uh, um, we are very, very happy to to speak to anybody, to be honest with you. So, and any business is more than welcome. <laughs> yes, no, that is perfect. Um, what we'll do, Raf, we'll obviously link to the IGT website in the description, um, and we will put your LinkedIn profile in there as well, as long as you obviously use LinkedIn, uh, which I think you do, Raf, don't you? Yes, I, yes, we do. Yeah. Do, do you find... LinkedIn is a uh, obviously a beneficial platform in the broadcasting industry. Do you find that, that you've kind of made a lot of contacts through it and and, and things like that? Uh, yes, we do. Uh, as a matter of fact, it's a lot of the contacts coming through LinkedIn. I mean, and uh, plus we keep up what's what's going on in the industry and what's going on yes. with and all the new all the news or anything coming up is LinkedIn is is a very 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 useful tool to do that i do find that actually yeah in this industry usually the first thing you hear about these things is linkedin so obviously with the uh cancellation of, of nab show and things like that um are, are you guys at agt are you going to any exhibitions this year expos this year or uh, not not at this moment in time uh yeah uh, it, it, it just because the the way the exhibition is going and the, the uncertainty about what's going on and who's going to be joining etc so it but it's something we're definitely looking for in the future to join in. Yeah, 100%. I bet you guys are missing it quite a lot. Uh, uh, yeah, I think that sentiment's echoed throughout the industry at the moment. There's a little bit too much uncertainty yes, uh, at the moment. absolutely. But fingers crossed this time next year, uh, we'll, we'll be rid of it. We always have our fingers crossed all the time. <laughs> I mean, I said this last year and, and look what happened. But um yeah, okay. Uh, Raf, again, thanks so much, mate. I really do appreciate it. Um, and uh, yeah, speak to you soon. You're very welcome. And it's been a very pleasure talking to you, Neil. Thank you, Raf. Cheers, bye.